Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 784 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by James Dean Raider, Ben Funky Askren, and the hat man today, squishing the hair down. I don't know, oh, it must yeah. have been a bad, it wasn't quite right, so Shane said, no, I can't <laughs> risk it. Let me, let me pop a hat on real quick. Putting a hat on is like putting on sweatpants. It's like telling the world that you quit today. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shane quit sweatpants. at 18. I wear sweatpants five days a week, Shane. <laughs> yeah. Up, put sweatpants on and kick some ass all day long. That's your, that's your work outfit, though, Ben. Um, yeah. So we got roll. Shane here. Shane is, uh, I. you know what? This, this podcast may have uh, rolled his eyes when this guy said Gable Stevenson's going to be back. There's, I think there's mounting evidence to to the prophecy of Shane Sparks being fulfilled, Ben. Um, so Wait, what? Tell me. Well, one, we thought he always done wrestling. And then, you know, he, he asked me, when's the deadline to accept Final X? Obviously, he's considered wrestling Final X. Then Brayton Lee, I see what Brayton's doing here. I saw this post yesterday. I can put two and two together. See oh, you next you? year. Okay. And see you next year. Okay. You could say, yeah, see you guys next year. But then the face and the wink, you know what this means. You know what he's saying. He's like, see well, you guys next year. Who do you think we're going to see next year? He posts a video, uh, picture of him with Gable and Pat. He knows what he's doing. Yes, it's like Wendy Peppercorn. He's right into my Wild Take Wednesdays. You want my Wild Take Wednesday? What's that? Brayton Lee to the WWE? No, I don't know nothing about Brayton Lee. I want to see freaking Stephen Neal versus Gable. Because my man Lightning Luke Smith at Cal Bakersfield he sent us, I, well, I said, he said to me, I said to you guys, Stephen Neal's stats as a senior. Now, I knew he went, went and won a world title that year, but good God, he had, the, to my knowledge, the highest bonus point, 95.5, included 31 pins. I want to see him versus, versus Gable. He might beat him. Wow. You really think so? No, maybe though. He's- <laughs> Stephen Neal was a stud. I mean, you talk about maybe when you talk about the all-time greats that if there is such a thing to to, to say with a guy of his caliber, mm. underrated, underappreciated, Stephen Neal was unbelievable. Yeah, because what he had was the uncanny size with the athleticism, with yes. the skill. He was the true, complete package at heavyweight. Um, I, I forgot. I, I knew there was somewhere, an article somewhere that lived on our website with a bunch of these stats. Nomad wrote he ranked the Hodge seasons uh, a couple years ago, and in it has all of these stats, you know, dominant score for the season, pins, all that stuff. And so that's a really great article if you want to go back and kind of relive all Where those. does that Stephen Neal season rank? Four. Fourth. Fourth ever. Ben's Ooh. 2007 I sam- season. I sandwiched him. Yeah. So Ben was had number five and number three. Oh. Then Zane oh. number two. Is that pretty good? Is that pretty good, Christian? I don't know. I would say it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. And then Zane's number two. Who's number one? Kale? Kale. Kale. Hundred percent bonus rate. <laughs> oh, oh he had a, he did have a hundred year? Mm-hmm. Two thousand two. Oh. Okay. oh my gosh. Oh. Thirty seven matches. Didn't know anyone did. Thirty seven matches, twenty three pins, eleven techs, and three majors. That is silly. Wow. Only three silly. majors, too. 100% bonus season, and only three of them were majors. 5.46 dominant score. Oh, my gosh. 
I don't know if listen, I don't want to say I don't want to be too definitive, but that is going to be really tough to be. The thing the thing that's crazy is how many matches, too. Yeah. That's a lot of matches. Like someone that, could do it and do the 20 wrestled. match gimmick. I, yeah. I you guys remember those days? I remember that. We talked there about that. There was a yesterday. time when when you wrestled, you wrestled. I yeah. it's a it's a foreign concept, but I I miss those days. Those I think were, Nomad didn't times. include Lee Full Heart, the Lee Full Heart match in the Midlands in that 100% oh, yeah. bonus fight cuz Lee Full Heart had already graduated yeah. by that point. Yeah, no, yeah, you that's, don't count that's that. fair. That makes sense. Should not be counted. He was a beast too. Yes, he was. He um, beat Kale. Wow. In freestyle? Yeah, so freestyle, I want to see year, but... 1999 Stephen Neal versus 2022 um, Gable. I think it'd be fun. It feels fun. like he's the only heavyweight in American history with a shot. Right? Just Bruce stylistically doesn't seem like a, the, the best matchup for Gable. Well, Bruce wasn't that good. I don't want to say he was that level till later in his career. He he kept right. improving as he got. As Stephen won a world title as senior of college, mm-hmm. um, which is you know Gable won an Olympic title during his collegiate career also. So it feels like you know I don't know. It'd be, it would be fun to watch those guys go together, and especially because Stephen feels like feels like none of the guys currently have like the, the speed and power to go through Gable and get one, go get one. You know, and like Stephen, I don't know if you guys remember this clip, like in '99. When he went through, I believe it was Alexis Rodriguez, dude, this double leg was like, oh, my God. I, I'm going to try to find it and see if we can't pull it up. But it was like, when, <laughs> yeah. we, when he went through Alexis Rodriguez, it was like, holy shit, this man could go through a freaking wall. Yeah, it, he he was absolutely uncanny. Um, yeah. What a beast. Total beast. All right. I'll try to find it. Okay. So I guess totally off track on uh well you brought up actually you guys brought up Gable, so Yeah, we got women we from Gable to Stephen Neal to you, somehow Ben uh was able to shoehorn his own individual statistics in there. <laughs> you started Very. talking about him, not me. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I can't find uh I can't why is this match not online? See, this is this is nonsense. This match it's just like I type in this name and the match doesn't exist. There's not even any Google search things it's it's all about other dumb stuff wow sorry speaking about steve and neil too i like that film on him too so annoying yes yes you know the full film on steve and neil yep if you haven't checked that out please do it was uh it was a good one um little news news cuba is going to pan ams kind of sending their their uh looks like their next generation of guys which is it's interesting because like it feels like they've been rolling out the same lineup literally since I've been like working at Flow. It's like the same dudes. It's like Bond, um, Salas Perez, like it's just the same cast of characters for forever. Levon Lopez Escui was around forever. There's that one guy that every like American around the '74 range, or maybe it's him that like they they've all wrestled him, but he's a multiple world medalist. He's had a lot of guys. Well, the the one guy they had for a while. Um... So Fundor was the guy that beat me, and then the guy right behind him, I, I beat him in 2010, and now he's been on the team like ever since. What's his damn name? It's not Levon Lopez Escui. It's not no, him. No, no, no. The next one. He 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 eventually now he's bumped up to uh, 86, I believe. Um, there's also I know this is not the guy you're talking about. There's Tobier. Um, he's been not around him. forever. Yes, he's I'm been around sure. forever. Yeah, these guys. Um, but yeah, so it'll be cool. It'll, it'll be cool to um Tori Blanca? Tori Blanca Caralta? Yes, that's it. That's the guy that wrestles David tough. Unieski. Yeah. These guys are also yep. ageless. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. I, like- <laughs> I think I think the young guys are like early thirties. Well, yeah, I, you know, I was actually going to ask. I almost brought this up. It's a funny topic, but I almost brought this up on um, the show yesterday because we had Kozak on here, and I thought he might know more about it because I don't know, I don't know nothing. So, like, we He's are in the Facebook a- chat. Hey, Kozak, give me some answers, baby. We are in, uh, um, you know, UWW juniors and UWW cadets next week. You know, and some of these weight classes are going through. I mean, between both of the both of them, the U seventeen and U twenty. We might have 150 kids in some of those weight classes. And so, like, our population to pick from of wrestlers, and generally if they're going to those tournaments, they're actually pretty good, right? They've accomplished. They've worked hard. Um, like, how many does India have? Does India have a bunch of juniors tournaments? Does Iran? Like, how limited of a field are they picking from? You know, I, I know in some of these places they, they pick them early and they train them specifically for that sport. But, like, what is that like? Yeah, I don't know more international. I don't think Cuba has much other than, like, very local, regional stuff. And then Cuba, definitely, you pick your thing early, and they train you from a very young age. But, like, India and the other Asian or Eastern European countries, I'm I really, I'm really not sure about the, like, local yeah. young circuit. I mean, India is interesting because it, it feels as though wrestling is becoming relatively popular there. And... Uh, obviously, that population is absolutely gigantic, right? Yes, tremendous, so. huge. Oh my god! Okay, hold on. I found I found I found a great Stephen Neal double leg. I'm gonna send it to Tyler. It's on YouTube, so you guys could probably play it. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'll send the timestamp because you guys taught me how to do that. Hey, technology, know, right? Ben. Technology. What is it all about? <laughs> I'm so glad you watched <laughs> the right. Allergy Show. Do you uh, watch I'll Allergy Show, I'll... Shane? Oh, Allie G What's Show that? was the best, but then that dude became a, a woke nerd. Yeah, he kind of he really did sort of jump All right. jump the shark there. Have you seen Who Is uh, America? It's tremendous, though. It's far superior to the Allie G Show. It's much different, but no hilarious. way. You're you're a millennial Gen Z yeah, dork he too. Is. Beat it. He is. It's sad. <laughs> All right, watch Stephen Neal power. Oh my God, power double a Russian. This is going to be great. Bro, this double leg is just out. Watch this double leg. Watch this double leg. Oh my god. That had to hurt so bad. Look at this dude. Boom. That guy doesn't know where to go. He he did a good job of turning down though. Yeah, how does he not get Ford? For real. Man. Seriously, right? As soon as he got hit, he's like, all right, how he's all he's thinking about is how he's gonna turn down and not get Ford. That is that looks very painful. So fast too. I mean for a heavyweight, that kind of speed on the double leg. Ridiculous, and he's huge too. Yes, very big guy. We talk yeah, about there's Stephen a, Neal a lot. Nicest guys too. You guys ever talk with him? With Stephen? I, I interviewed him haven't. a couple times for Rudis. Great guy, really nice guy. Very. Yeah, that's does. cool. He gave me. I'll give you a quick Tom Brady story with him. Tom so Brady. We, oh no! Well, this will make this real quick. I love Tom so Brady. So we're at the uh, World Cup at the Forum in 2014, I believe it was. We're at the mm-hmm. hotel bar, and uh, I, I said to Stephen, I go, I'm sure you've been asked a million questions about Tom Brady, so I'm just going to ask you one. And uh, he goes, oh, no problem. And I go, what's the one thing about Tom Brady that, like, just made him Tom Brady? And this is back in 2014. And he said, Tom Brady, can, and he did not hesitate. He goes, Tom Brady can win a Super Bowl on Sunday, and he's paranoid he's getting cut the next day. He goes, that's why <laughs> Tom Brady is – 
Psycho Tom. It's a, yeah. it's a little unhealthy. You got to find a little bit of a balance there. Yeah, but but you know what? You know what? You say something interesting, know. Ben. Tom Ryan told me this once. Conversation ahead with him. If you want to be great at something, there is no balance. Great um, people do not have balanced lives. Correct. Yeah, but I think by the time you get to be forty uh, something, you have kids. You owe it. You owe it to your kids to. You probably should be, balance, but to maintain that level, to maintain that well, level, then you shouldn't have got married and had a kid. They, I'm not arguing oh, that. I'm just okay. saying. I'm just saying at his age right now to maintain. I mean, he's he's probably got to work harder yeah. than ever. I mean, yeah, he's sure. able to rely on his on his mind, you know, knowing yeah. the game better. But from a physical standpoint, he's got to be pouring in a lot yeah. more work than he used to. Yeah, granted, he. You know, got yeah. the means. Tom know. Brady leaves no doubt that he loves his son very much. Don't you? Yeah. Don't you start? <laughs> don't you start? No, I mean, I think about it with my own kids because, like, um, you know, for example, um, you know, like I could just do, uh, I could essentially do as many private lessons at AWA as as time would allow. And unfortunately, I can't do them in the days because these damn kids are in school. I don't know what they're wasting their life with in school. The damn kids. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like, I could just go and go and go. Uh, and, I, and I really enjoy it because I thoroughly enjoy teaching wrestling. But it's like, well, what about my own kids at home? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just ignore them in favor of kids I'm coaching. So, uh, you know, I, I do obviously try to find that balance of, like, I'm going to coach a, a certain amount. And then, but I need to give my time and attention to my own kids because I chose to, uh, you know, do the hippie dippy with my wife and make some babies. So I owe it to my babies to be a great father. Inappropriate. <laughs> Inappropriate. I, I know some some viewers of this program might not know how that act is done. I don't know if JD's figured it out yet, but the rest of us have made some kids. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Um, JD is only practicing. Oh gosh! <laughs> um, getting some reps in. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice, man. not a game. Yeah, not practice. a game. Not a game. Practice. Uh, yeah, I think the paranoia thing is is uh, a super super common thread. I feel like Ben, you're like a, a maybe an example of someone who was great and not like a paranoid person but well no no. i i think i I think um i don't know if paranoid be the right word i i was um in the college years specifically probably before the college years and then the colleges and then maybe a few years after it was like super just obsessed like it was all i thought about all the like 24 hours a day it was what i when i was awake it was what i was thinking about you know yeah um i might even take a girl on a date i'm just uh, she's like blah 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 i'm like a wrestling position wrestling position yeah. wrestling you're positions, practicing you know? something else yeah i'm like i'm thinking about the wrestling positions and she's talking and, you know i make small talk whatever and i'm thinking about wrestling uh yeah but so i think it's healthy for absolutely if you want to be great for a while it's healthy but then you know especially especially um once you choose to have a family and have kids like i think you owe it to your kids to not right to have that balance and then um and i think maybe we are celebrating also celebrating great paranoia like a tom brady or there's certain other people um but there's also probably a lot of situations where it goes wrong where the paranoia ruins the person's life 100 percent so, I, I think I've always I think said it's... this, guys, with paranoia. I and I added this about two or three years ago, and I, I need to I need to trademark this, market it, whatever. If you can master the letter P in wrestling, 
letter P. So I'm going Could off the top of my this? head. I can't remember what it is, but I thought you got us. Yeah, you. it's like, you know, preparation, position, purpose, poise, physicality, like all these P's. And uh, P. I added yeah. one about three years ago. And it's the, the, mo- the most recent one I added was paranoia about three years ago. But this is what I would say. It's like a it's like a recipe that calls for a teaspoon of salt. You need a teaspoon of paranoia. You don't need a cup of it, but you got to have. I think all yeah. the great ones have paranoia in the recipe, but don't add a cup because it ruins the then you're then the whole thing's ruined. But you got to have some. Yeah, but I think um, a lot of like the um, I think it does rear itself in a lot of un- unhealthy and like totally just imbalanced ways with. I see it with the coaches, especially like the things that they think are like, it's all about the sabotage and the, the world orchestrating against them. It's just like, bro, how are you this far? Like, and this is like, this is not one coach or two coaches or one athlete or two. This is like, in my experience, I find, I, I believe it to be rampant in wrestling, just totally detached from reality in the real world. And just like everything. And I think it starts with, this world that they have where everything sort of has revolved around it for so long. And so anything yeah. that is outside of this sort of allegiance or things that just sort of affirm what they already believe, anything that is not congruent with that gets cast as uh, a betrayal or something being against them, the world being against them. And or- like yeah. that's, that's how I've seen it manifest itself a lot in wrestling with wrestlers yeah. and coaches and it's it's really weird because these are smart, successful people who have this like really weird blind spot where just actually this is the only area where logic doesn't exist, right? They make all <laughs> these so right. logical choices that get them can to I get where you, they are. Uh, can I can I expand on this one, Christian? Because there's one that you made me think of that I I, I love um, that goes right up this alley is mm-hmm. don't don't show anyone your technique. And it was like, I was as innovative as Eddie's been, anyone's been in, in a very long time. It was like, I'll show it all. I don't mm-hmm. give, really give a damn because do you realize how many hours of honing these things and, and just the amount of precision of power and placement of hands and hips and all these things it takes to like get really good at this? Like you could know what I'm doing, but you can't do it. Yeah. Like it's going to take you so long to figure this out. Like, so then if you start playing around in my world, it's going to be better for me. Like, I hope so. You know, so that whole, like, don't show me my secret techniques. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> freaking eye roll. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like, look at look at the NFL, right? Like how many NFL teams have hired from the Belichick coaching tree and they just don't have it. They just can't do it. I mean, there's so many and they can't do it because like. I don't know if the, anybody has me. Those it. are people. I mean, I guess. That are that have been exposed to and observed and got to be like on the ground floor to see how this guy does it, and everyone thinks, "Oh, I'll just get a piece of that." Like confusing proximity to the greatness that like you're bringing in greatness is like no, it's not that easy. And I think that's exactly what Ben's talking about here. I remember going to do technique with a uh, a wrestler guy, awesome guy, great dude. I'm not gonna say his name, but I was like, "Hey," and he has a, he had a move that he did that was like sort of signature for him. It was it was actually it was a headlock. I don't know because this is not giving it away, but he had this really nice Jimmy Sheptock. No, <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll we'll pretend it's Jimmy Sheptock. Well, I never saw a headlock in his life, but um, no, no, I was no, like, no. Robin Thicker chanted it, Christian. I, I'm yeah, aware. Yeah, I'm aware. Is, is Everyone he a chanted Robin it. More guys, 
<laughs> Does he show up at the Maryland man? I have not heard of him. Did Clemson kick him out? I'll have to ask Clemson. Have you have you welcomed right. Ficker into the fold? That could help. So I was like, hey man. So we were doing the technique wave thing. This is so this is I'm dating you know about when this conversation happened, and I was like, hey, could you could you show your headlock? And he was showing all his other stuff. He's like, no, no. And this guy who was done competing. He's like, you never this this one. If I ever come back, I can't. I don't want. I don't want this one out there. There's some things I do with it that are. I was like, I was like, okay, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a headlock. I'm. I don't think you're doing some sort of like uh, anything that. I mean, you're doing something right because you're hitting it on good dudes. But um, and I love this guy. So, but that but thing, anyways. that thing right, that thing right, and this is why. This is why, I, like. Um, uh, you know, I, I, it was so it was so funny. I brought up last Wednesday. I was complaining about Aiden Sinclair. I'm like, hey, dude, you might want to might not want to listen because I was complaining about you. And I won't tell. It was a, a snatch single. And that night, he comes out to me. He goes, I just can't get it, like, <laughs> bro, bro. It's been two days. It's been two days. <laughs> like, stop. Like, come back to me in three months or six months. Because the amount of timing, right? We're talking about these headlocks or what. The amount of timing and feel it takes to get some of these things is just like it's hours and hours and hours. And there's no shortcut. You can't just be like, oh, got it. Like mm-hmm. you can't just watch a video and then, oh, I got it. Like, no, it's like it takes hours and hours and hours of spending time in these positions and getting feel and getting the right pressure. And and so the notion that someone's going to watch it and just, oh, I got it. Like, eh, yeah. Sam, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, and you and I were texting a little bit about this last week. Uh-oh. I saw a recent interview with Masvidal saying that he wants to go to Penn State and, like, wrestle for a while. Okay. I saw it recently, and I thought to myself, like, you know, I, I I appreciate the desire and this and that, but that stuff, you just can't – You just, it's like in MMA, and I, I don't – I'm not an MMA expert by any stretch, but you can't just learn how to wrestle against the best guys in a matter of – months or years like that takes uh no years i mean years i think years you could do it but yeah i mean that's uh yeah this this dumb dumb said he wanted to wrestle me i would just send the contract (laughs) i don't really give a damn i don't need to get paid i'll just rub his face in the mat just because i that would be enjoyable (laughs) to me be a nice day Um, send location just seriously, seriously, send the okay if he ever wants. Yeah, but he to respects your wrestling. I mean, he's, he's always, yeah. I've always heard him talk real well about you know, he's like, he, yeah. he acknowledges you're a great wrestler, yeah. So, great but guy. yeah, just, wants great to guy. just send it. He's a great guy, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, no, it, but it would, yeah, it would take like years, you know. Yeah. Obviously, if you have a high level, so if you said, um, guy off the street from scratch. Guy off the street from scratch. You know, honestly, who's a good? I'm gonna. This is. I think. Well, I'm gonna say act like we're three friends talking. A guy like CM Punk. He came in the gym. Um, at, I don't know, it was 37 or whatever it was. And listen, this dude was a great dude, awesome guy, hard worker. He was so unathletic doing the movements. It was like holy shit. Like he's 37. We don't. We don't. Have t- he don't have time for this. Like yeah. it's gonna take so long. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you had like. Um, you know, I've had guys who've been like high level jujitsu guys come in for the first time and their learning curve is way steeper and they have the ability and they have the feel and they have these things. Right. And so like teaching them, like it, you can go on a much faster curve and then, but then it's like, okay, well, where are we trying to get to? Are we trying to get to world-class this? Are we trying to get to proficiency level? Cause honestly with like uh, some of the jiu-jitsu guys, like you can get to them to a, 
proficient level wrestling pretty damn quickly. Like say, um, you know, like state placer caliber. If they're a high level jiu-jitsu guy, they could get the state place level caliber like mm-hmm. pretty quick, like yeah. a couple of months probably. But then to get to like national high school nationally ranked, nah, that's gonna take a while. Now to get to like NCAA All American status, like oh man, now we're talking multiple years. Yeah. And then we're talking world class, maybe never. Yeah. Maybe never. Most likely even, never. Even and I would say even NCAA All American caliber. That, yeah, there's probably a lot yeah, of people yeah, are gonna fall in the unlikely. never category at the, at that point too. Sure, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said yeah. I said multiple years. Uh but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe never on Ben, who's the guy who's the guy in MMA that uh doesn't have a big wrestling uh background that, that you watch and you, you think he does a pretty good job? Anybody stand uh, out? Um man, yeah, there probably is. Uh Shoot, I need, I need to go get a list of or something now. You ask me offhand, I don't know. That's all right. I'll, I'll go to the UFC rankings uh, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll look at some names and see. Uh, most of them, I mean, honestly, most of them have a you know. Oh, I'll just an old one would be BJ Penn. He always had really great takedown defense for never having competed in the sport of wrestling. Jiu-Jitsu That'd probably help with that. GSP obviously is probably like the number one. GSP would be oh yeah, GSP. Duh, I didn't think about that. Um, hey, I think he kind of goes without saying. Uh, yeah. From the chat, uh, Andrew Escadas uh, put in the chat that Bond wrestled in the 2005 Pan Ams at 60 kilograms. Oh, my God. 2005. Oh, no, I was there. I was at that event. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. He bombed. I was there. It was in uh, It was in Guatemala. Dude, I was, I, he did the oh. most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. I wish there was film of this. He wrestled Tom Clum. And... He did a fireman's carry, mm-hmm. and Tom Clum had stepped over his back ankle, like in folk style, where it's a takedown, you know, where you step over hook the yeah. ankle. This man, I don't, I really don't, I wish I had filmed to make sure, like, my mind was remembering it the way, but I, I very vividly remember this. He somehow came to his feet on one foot, and they did, like, a cartwheel, like, over the top with one of his feet hooked. It was freaking wild. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Holy cow. I'm so glad I read that comment. Yeah, <laughs> he no, did. I remember that, and I remember thinking, "Who is this stuff. dude?" Because the the guy at the time was the guy that didn't the guy at that weight class. He either won or took silver. The two thousand four. It was uh, Quintana, Yandro Quintana, I believe. Okay, yeah, I don't know, buddy. You don't know Yandro Quintana? I, I thought you were a wrestling historian type guy. I've never Yandro said that. Yandro Quintana. I'm looking him up. Let's see. He won gold in 2004, which means he didn't take the money. <laughs> good, a good man, dude. Yeah, Bond winning the uh, world title in what was it 18 is yes. like one of yeah. my favorite memories. Ever. Shoot off, he bombed he him, bombed him for five, and just like hung on, hung on, hung on. It was it was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, he barely made Yonder. that match too. He was like, I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure he was like dead to rights. What a freak! I love Bond. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, We're all over the place today. I wonder what Yandro Quintana is doing today. Someone should look him up. <laughs> we should bring him on. Bring him on full time. Chase White said that JD, Dap never showed us how to do his snake until senior year. Yeah, step one was just Ooh. being insanely strong. The Shazer. The Shazer. The Shazer. Snake. What's that? What's that? It's, it's like the. Yeah. Chin and arm cow catcher. I love that y'all. I both of y'all yesterday called it a chin and arm. Yesterday, it made me so happy. <laughs> Been spending too much time with you. Yes, this is great. Guys, help, help me out on this. Help me out on this. Was the Shazer the guy in 2017 
at the last chance qualifier that yes. Gilman ultimately ended up winning a silver. He would have beat him if he didn't break his ankle. What's that? He would have beat him if he didn't break his ankle mid-match. But he went, wasn't he up like five, six, nothing? I mean, he got up uh, nine. Nine. Right? It was nine. He had locked so that's him. Okay, got, at least I got the right guy. <laughs> JD remembers but, this very vividly. Guys, but think about Gilman that. went on the medal that, that year. Thomas Gilman was this close to not making that team. And we talked about Gilman last week, too, on how he was this close from being in a gold medal match, possibly winning a gold medal, and being that same fraction away from losing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Ugaev had to come back and win to get it back in the repechage. I mean, it's crazy in how, I mean, ultimately things are uh, gauged and judged by results. But it's like, is, is he any better of a wrestler because he got the the silver medal that year? I mean, right? I mean, he's, he's kind of the same guy. I take it back. There's only six points, result. not nine. Yeah. And, you know, if, if Gable or Gable, my gosh, um, if Thomas doesn't get pulled back in after the Ugaev match, who knows if he. And it's disappointment. But no, right? but listen, but listen, but then does he even try to make the world team at that point? Probably not. It's probably like, all right, let me just relax for a little bit. Uh, but, you know, he medals and it's like, all right, I'm in. I get the spot, so I'll go. And then he's a world champion. Um, Gilman's so. wearing Dan Dennis's singlet in this match. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. it, that stuff is crazy. Okay. Don't know how this happened. But here we yeah, are. Who went all over the place? That's okay. That- all right, taco time. Call it day, folks. <laughs> taco no. time. I had tacos last night. Big taco guy. <laughs> All right. It was it was great. All right, so we're gonna do a little U.S. Open chat. Um, where do we want to go first? We want to talk. All oh, actually, this is interesting. The NCAA president oh. Mark Emmert to retire by June of 2023. It's so funny when somebody gets fired and all you see, or he didn't get fired, he stepped down, but it's just like happy, people were happy. Yeah. Nobody was like, no, oh, yeah, not Mark Emmer. It's also interesting because what is, the, like, that role took a significant hit with nil. I assume that's a large reason why he's stepping down. It's like he's like, I don't want to deal with the next ten years of this. Well, yeah, it's quite a shift in mentality for him. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't like NCAA bureaucrats, so next topic. Next topic on the bureaucracy. So, okay, U.S. Open. We've got Tyler putting some uh, U.S. Open (laughs) fun facts here. This held at the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa. Don't forget the spa aspect. In Las Vegas, South Point was the host site for Jerry Lewis MDA Telethon from 2006 to 2011. Jerry Lewis is a very interesting person. Oh, yeah? What do you know about Jerry Lewis? Well, you know, he married his first cousin when she was 13, right? I okay. did, yeah. And he He's probably killed uh, at canceled. least one of his wives. And he tried to kill Elvis. What? Yes, what? he was arrested. Is there a documentary about this guy? Oh, he's dead now. Hey, you know what happened that night, though? Someone had Spotify playing while we were at practice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're in cancel culture right now. And then I hear... R. Kelly. I said, this dude's a pedo. How does he still get to be on freaking Spotify? R. Kelly. He is literally convicted. Get his I mean, ass off Spotify. I mean, are you really going to take the Ignition remix off Spotify? Yes, then? I am. Yes. World's greatest. That's a Christ- great song. No. Poppin in the Stretch Navigator. Wow. If we're going to say ban people for saying mean things, you get banned for being a pedo. Yeah. Hard to argue that. Convicted. Yeah. 
Agree to disagree. I need the ignition remix oh, at any time. You never know. You need to get can- we need to cancel you. Now I'm canceled. <laughs> I'm canceled for listening to the ignition remix. Then lock me up. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't know that about uh, Jerry Lewis. Carlos Mencia. His nickname's the Killer. <laughs> All right. It's a good nickname. Carlos Mencia will be performing this weekend, Friday through Sunday. That is a throwback name. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, he'll be doing original material. Host the PBA World Series of Bowling. Watch live on Flow Bowling, maybe. I don't know if that is true. Um, But, yeah, there's a bowling alley there. The arena is actually an equestrian center. Uh, I know this. I'm pretty sure we saw horses there one year. It opened as the South Coast Equestrian Center in February 2006. Now, what coast? I'm not sure because Las Vegas is not near any body of water that I'm uh, Oh, Lake Mead. Lake Mead. The coast of Lake Mead, I guess. Ben knows more about Vegas than me. Okay, so that's some fun facts you need to know. Someone, we did have a question about the Open. I'm heading to Vegas this weekend. How hard is it to get into the U.S. Open? Uh, not hard. I think you just buy a ticket. It's not going to be like a sellout situation or anything. Which day no. session is going to be the most exciting? I feel like Friday, Saturday is like the real, like it's when a lot of the stuff is happening. So there's that. Yeah. Man, if you're a real wrestling fan, though, the the juniors division, it's going to be on fire. Fire, fire. Very, very good tournament. Okay. Um, Shane's tweet for the show, actually. What sports debate do you feel strongest about? What side do you fall on? What was the doesn't answer? exist, of course. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I already debunked this completely. Um <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately ben, for I, ben. I, can't, I know you guys have debated this at length. Yeah, we don't need, we don't already need to lost do it the debate. We've already it's over. Like seven it, times. I, I already Balance the is debate. big. Yeah. Shane, um, what, what, is your, what was your answer to this question? So I saw that on the document today, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, Uh-oh. okay, Shane, you tweet that, and you really don't even have one yourself. It oh used to gosh. be, it used to be, Pete Rose, who I love Pete Rose. I have a big Pete Rose poster. Charlie Hustle sprinted to first base. I love Pete Rose, but I did not think he should be in the Hall of Fame. What? Yeah, I just... Oh, I, I you're did. a coward. Get out of here. So, but I've... In my... He's the older I get, I'm getting softer, believe it or not. I'm getting softer the older I get. Mm-hmm. Not So, based on, on some of the stuff that's happened in baseball now with PEDs and they're changing the game all over the place, I mean... I wouldn't because I somebody somebody I'm all about this. Okay. When I dig my feet heels into something, I'm okay. I'm always open. Like I'll never be like, I'm never changing on this. I actually really like it when I'm dug in deep on something and somebody can change my perspective or opinion on it. And I heard once about Pete Rose that the baseball hall of fame museum is just that it's a museum, it's history. And that Pete Rose, just like the guys on the PEDs, should they be in the Hall of Fame? That was part of history. Like that was, I mean, when you look at baseball, 1998, McGuire and Sosa, like you could argue, save the game almost in 98. Everybody was glued to that home run race. Do, do they deserve a wing? Or, or not necessarily a wing. Do they deserve Give the whole wing. Representative? Give a wing. Maybe. Give them Maybe. a drummy. I, I mean, if I had to dig in something off the top of my head, it would probably be that – Freestyle rules are so much more understandable and easy to follow than folk style. 
that would probably be it. I think I think both styles have plenty in the rules that leave a lot of lot of confusion. That's probably one that would stand out. What about you guys? What would you guys have? Mm, well, and that the, the Houston Astros too probably should have their brains taken away. What a joke! Christine. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> I encourage all cheating in baseball. It is my favorite oh thing. My God, but I want you to cheat like, like throw spitballs, like stuff like that. Grease up the ball, bang on trash cans, like steroids. That's not as cool, but like. Get away with all the other types what of cheating. What do you mean steroids not as cool? You're trying to inject Gable Steves in every show. Oh well, first yeah. of all, that's yeah, you know very what? much I not even allowed, but encouraged in his new line of business. That is true. JD's right on this. I was, but I was thinking about, but it would ruin his eligibility for other things, so it's not good. Um, yeah, I was thinking about the PED issue specifically in fighting, um, and I think like what a lot of people miss, just that maybe they're not they're not intellectuals enough. Um, because there's obviously like, oh, they should be able to do it or it doesn't hurt you long term, whatever. But the main thing is that when like if Christian Piles and I signed a contract to fight, um, the, it's essentially in that contract. Right. And it's a social contract, too. It says we agree to show up and fight under this set of rules, like a fairness to it. We both agree to not do that. So if one of us is breaking that social contract by trying to get an advantage, it, it's just such crap. And I, I just like I, me as a man, like I can't imagine if I tell you I'm going to show up and I'm going to be a certain weight class and I'm not going to use a certain set of substances. I ain't going to do it. I'm a man of my word. And when you break that word, I think that's losing a lot. Thanks, Tony Montana. I <laughs> the Tony Montana said. Well, in, in baseball, I'm not saying life. now. You know, I now think Tony Montana it. likes substances. He did like substances. What, Shane? I mean, yeah. I mean, PEDs, I'm 100% against them. But, I mean, now they got the rules in place. But late 90s in baseball, uh, or late 80s, 90s in baseball, I mean, it was the Wild West free-for-all. Part I mean, of the problem was, there, was it to them. there really wasn't a rule about it. There was, like, no enforcement. Yeah, there... I think there was, but they just, like, didn't test or anything. Yeah, there's no enforcement. Well, I mean, if it's against the law, I, my argument was always, like, if it's against the law, Which it doesn't matter. It's like, it's like uh, you can't kill anybody, but in my house, you can. It's my rule. Like, no, you can't. I mean, it can't hmm. overtake the law. It sounds but... like a gray area to me, Shane. I'm not sure. <laughs> um yeah so i'm well to circle back to your yours shane i do think all those guys should be in the freaking hall of fame it's crazy barry bonds maybe the greatest living player of all time before even Dude, before he was so didn't he, he also so never gills though he was oh all didn't he also never test positive and, though? I, and barry bonds is not a guy that i mean not nobody likes guy. barry bonds however and i i'll, I'll give him this 1998 He's seeing Sosa and McGuire get all this attention, quote unquote. I mean, call it whatever you want to, cheating, whatever. And Bonds is like, you know what? I just want to be on an even playing field. Yeah. So I'm not saying he should have done it, but you know what? I also understand, like, you know what? Let, let's. This needs to be even. So didn't, didn't Bonds also never Bonds actually test positive? No, yeah, he what? didn't test positive. He he yeah, got yeah for the cream and the clear. Yeah, but he was basically in court. In court, and it it came out. Uh, I'm saying you you never actually pop. He he about popped. He about popped his helmet yeah, on because he, his it, off because his head grew three sizes too. He, yeah, he was clearly on steroids, but yeah, what a monster! Possible deniability, innocent stud. until proven guilty. Yeah, what what is my um, 
I don't even know if anyone disagrees with the the my the Ian Miller thing. A lot of people were like, "Well, the coaches shouldn't have left the mat. That it was on them." That was one for me. I was like, "What are you talking about, dude?" Um, no, I don't. I don't know what this thing I feel the strongest about is. I feel I feel so strongly about so many things. It's hard for me to to identify something. Okay, no one else is talking, so we'll just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't give us anything to talk about. You, you know what? You, you wanted we wanted you to have a hot take, and you had a weak take. Well, you had no take. I did. Talent doesn't exist. We already did that. Oh, Talent yeah. doesn't exist. <laughs> we actually we got a I don't remember if it was a voicemail or email uh, a couple days ago asking Ben uh, how to work with like a guy who works really hard but doesn't have much talent versus a guy who has all the talent in the world and but doesn't work as hard and I was like I'm not even going to bring this up because <laughs> well what 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 someone this. usually means by that question I'll give you in wrestling cuz it's, it's so so evident lots of times parents push their kids at a young age and they develop relatively high levels of skill given their age then mm-hmm. when the coach sees them five years later or whatever, and the kid's really skillful because they put in time because the parent forced them to put in time, they're like, this kid's talented. No, his ass is burnt out because his dad grinded him when he was freaking seven years old. That's what happened. And that's why he doesn't want to work hard. So you, as a coach, then it's tricky, right? You need to find – and it's super hard, but you can do it sometimes. You need to figure out how to reignite their passion or maybe even start their passion because they maybe never, never had it in the first place and they were just driven by a parent or – authority figure to drill really hard. And so they look talented, but they're actually skillful. Um, and then, mm, you know, that, on, on that, the other that's one. That's probably an extreme example. I mean, there's kids that walk in day one of sports, wrestling, athletic, and the 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 what they can and can't do is different. Who? I want them. Um, you, you, what do you mean you want them? They're the same. I mean, I see, I've seen hundred, many hundreds of kids at my uh, wrestling academy. I don't know who you're talking about, Christian. You may speak of them, but they're imaginary to me. Now, I do I have kids, like I say, a Peyton Maka, who is a high-level gymnast, who can do certain really exceptional things? Absolutely. I know why he can do certain exceptional things, because his ass did four hours of gymnastics five days a week for like seven years. Mm-hmm. But like a kid who just literally never done any sports and then just comes in and is doing like ridiculous things like, not really. Okay. Like if I see a new kid and they're doing things like really well, I'm like, oh, like did they wrestle before? No. Oh, what did they do? You know, and it's like, oh, they did judo or they did jujitsu or they did they they've done something. Like there's not I think that, Go ahead. you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Just, you, you know, you just got me going on this youth sports again. I never get Uh-oh. sick of talking about this. I'm looking at my daughter's softball schedule yesterday. And I just brought up July. I didn't even look at, I'm, I'm sure June and August are the same. I think in the month of July, she's 11 years old. She's in fifth grade. Practice or a game, I think it's like 24 days out of the month. Dang. And I just think that is absolutely nuts. Nuts. Agreed. I think we're only going to about three national tournaments. We can't win, we can't win a local tournament. But we're going to go to a few different states because we're going to nationals. It's such a, I just go there and I'm going to tell you guys something. You want to see something great? Does anything beat 
the mid-40s softball parent that's got to show everybody how competitive they are at the games. Oh, like they're go so, to those games. So oh, it's I sit there and I just I'm I'm a pretty humble guy and I sit and look at these people and I'm just like, you guys are such losers. It's just it blows <laughs> my mind. Uh, like get a get a grip on your life for real. I mean, it's like you know, you look at these, you know, it's like uh, you're you know, clearly probably should Pay more attention to your own life, maybe your diet and your fitness, than getting on your ten-year-old daughter's Bro, face. I mean, just... let me tell you, the ba- baseball, same thing. I'm looking at <laughs> this these, is just going to these... be us complaining about other people for the whole show. Oh, it, just, <laughs> it just blows my mind. Ben, Ben, let me ask you're you. You're not this. wrong. Here's no, I, I know you're right, and Christian's going to be right too. I know. And then let me let me ask you this, Ben. I think I've asked this before too. You know what else? I always, if I had to give parents any advice, drop your kid off at practice and leave. Go. They don't want you. Go home, man. They don't need you there. Drop them off and go. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm find, not that find, smart. I love, I coaches, I love watching us in practice. Yeah. Find it, it truly, it, I truly, before I, before I was coaching, I loved watching Caleb practice so much. I would be really sad if I couldn't watch him practice. Get out, Christian. No. Get, sorry. No. Sorry. No. Uh, well, I, I think not. Caleb's still young enough for I don't I don't hate Christian being there. I will tell you by um, high school high school practice. There's that's no that's zero. Different. There's zero. Uh, like in our high school practice, Monday five forty five, no parents. Monday seven thirty, no parents. Absolutely. Zero. Ten years old is probably I would say ten years old is that age. Ten years old, let them go. Let them fit. Or know. yeah. Or to your point, Shane, drop them off. Go do something for an hour. Come back for the last twenty minutes. Chat with a few of the parents. Peek over there. Watch that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean these parents are. It's just. It's it. It when I go to this stuff, it blows my mind how nuts these people are. I'm like. I'm like. I feel like I'm a like in a twilight zone or something. I'm like, are you serious? Like, like I just don't get it. I mean, it blows me away. And it's. I know it's all sports, but yeah, man. I th- I think. Um, well. I think it's okay to do. I think it's what happens after the practice that matters. Well, the, most, your, the, the ride home is the most important part of the yeah. of the whole deal. If you're if you're giving correction or talk, I I don't even really talk. I think I don't even talk about the practice unless he's talking about it, which is basically never. He wants to know the score of the Astros game. Um, <laughs> so we it basically doesn't. I think that's where it gets destructive. I think if you're watching your kid practice, I think it's. Think it's fine. And every case is different, right? I yeah. mean, I'm sure you're not there. I mean, right? It's not everybody, but for the most part. No, Christian's that guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm so aware of that guy that I really work hard to not be that guy. Just make sure you're talking to the coach afterwards and wanting to know why your kid's not hitting third and playing ever. I mean, you got to be that guy too. Like, you want yeah. answers and you want them today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. It's, it's been so far so good. My my, he's got good coaches in baseball and wrestling, so it's good. All right, let's go to some questions. Um, this is a, actually I, I've this one's pretty easy, but it's interesting to talk about. What would the team score look like in NCAA wrestling if Team A had ten national champs and all their matches were decision, no bonus, and Team B had ten people who placed third and they got a pin in every single match. Team B would win and win yeah. by a, could potentially win by a significant margin. The minimum 
they could score if they did that is if they stayed on the top side, losing the semis and went out for third is like um, 23 and a half points if they did that versus wow, 20 yeah. for a national champion. But if they lose round one and wrestle back, it's like seven matches. Six, so it's like 16. Oh, I think it's eight. Uh, it, it depends. Well, okay, it would be eight, but they lost their first one, so the first right. one's in the L. Yeah, Seven. Right, yeah. So eight times two is 16 plus 13 and a half, like 29 and a half. If they have a pigtail, it's 31 and a half points, um, which is yeah, actually we, more. We fix the which advancement. Is, which is actually more than, um, I think that's more than a national champion would score if they pinned everyone. That's crazy. Um, that, that's flawed. Well, national champion pinning would be 16, 26, uh, 30. Yes. Thirty, and you could so you could get third, you could pin everyone and be a national champion. Or if you lose in the pigtail and you pin your way to third, who were we trying to get to do this? I feel like we were trying to get someone to do this. I just don't remember who it was. Spencer. That was it. Spencer, take one for the team. <laughs> if you're a true team player, take one for the team. <laughs> you're a true team player. You got to lose. You got to somehow rig it so you're the thirty-three or thirty-two seed. This will be very easy for yeah. you, Spencer. And then you got to lose, and then you have to pin everyone to score thirty-one and a half points. This, yeah, that, I'm not. That doesn't. Ha- that I'm sure doesn't happen. But I know there are other situations at some of these tournaments right. where that stuff does happen. Uh, we, I mean, mean, we talked about our, our, we had a show about the, my issues with the current scoring system and its flaws. Uh, so yeah. yeah, we need to get that fixed. It's, it's really, it's a really easy fix. I don't really know why anyone would oppose it. It doesn't, doesn't currently make sense. They should really just fix it. Yes. Uh, Jed Cox, are you guys into We Own This City on HBO? It's very The Wire-ish. Uh, the, well, the premiere was last night. There's, so. only, there's only one episode, so I I don't like to do like the one episode a week thing. I like to get a season out, and then I can I can uh, binge it like a real yeah. American. I have one episode. Get it done on a weekend. Yeah, knock it out. The so new then, the new season of Selling Sunset is uh, out on Netflix. Selling Fantas- Sunset? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. All the What's cool kids that? are canceling Netflix, Shane. What's selling sunset? Are they? Oh, it's your typical, uh, you know, California, you know, bunch of attractive women selling the real estate. Oh, I like real. Uh, of course, like, I like, that's what you want. Shit. Is it like a real neat- estate? I, I think real estate is like something I don't know much about that I'm interested in. I think real estate, like I love looking at you know thirty million dollar houses. It blows mm-hmm. me away, but that's pretty good. And then I started watching this week. I only got one episode in. John Wayne Gacy. Oh, that that dude! Like, what is wrong with people? That that was like blew me away. <laughs> Scary, like, man. I know. Last I have to watch that at the right time of. I have to watch that at the right time of day. Otherwise, stuff is like puts me in a really dark. Yeah. I'll give you guys. I don't know if I've ever told you this. You want to do oh. something fun? Follow me on this. Another one of my favorite shows. Now, this is. I understand this is nuts, but it gives me kind of a weird rush. I already can't wait. But, when you have to fly, if you got a flight like this afternoon, watch an episode of Air Emergency this morning. Okay. Do it. Why do you do that? It's just, I, it's that's just. I, Shane, that's weird, bro. I don't. I I like watching Air Emergency. It's one of my favorite shows. On on, it's just. I don't planes. Even heard of this. It's just about planes crashing. And plane plane crashes are fascinating to me. It's fascinating, and we yeah. It's just a. I mean, when I'm on the plane and it starts getting a little out there, I mean, I start freaking out. So I just kind of, it's just a weird, I don't know. 
Wow. All right. You're not going to That's that's a different take. Sometimes it'll it'll make the it'll make the flight a whole mother. I had a dream once on a flight. I was on the flight and I had a dream that we were crashing and I woke up and I was it was the uh, the anxiety was insane. I mean, I thought it was over. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. I'm flying on Saturday too. I should make Caleb watch it. Yeah. I can't check it out. I'll, I'll send you some links, Christian. Sure. Yeah. I know. I'm yeah, I'm very annoyed with myself that I'm not gonna be there. I'll was, be there. Wasn't my choice. JD will be there. Uh, when when are you going, Christian? I'm not going. Oh, you're not going. No. I freaking okay, so it's freaking Disney World. I'm going. It's we were supposed to go in twenty twenty. Something happened okay. in, in spring of twenty twenty. I can't remember what. And then couldn't go next year so then he got booked for this year and then USA didn't put out the US Open date so I was like he's like how's this date work I'm like ah I think fine and then freaking it's the US Open and now and I hate amusement park I don't even like amusement parks I don't like Disney but you know what I'm taking one for the team I'm gonna be really sad yeah I'm with you Christian I went to Disney once and you'll have a great time with your kids and stuff but I uh, I went once and I'm I'm good yeah, I'm good. I, I was good before the once. I've been once in 2018. <laughs> hey, Whatever. The $20 hamburger, though, is good. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's you can't beat that. I mean, it, you'll be able to have a good snack there for 250 bucks. 250 It'll be bucks. good. You guys will love it. Get a, get a bottle of water. Okay, next <laughs> question. Um, I was interested to hear comments on the Iranian style of wrestling. I would like to hear more about this. What techniques are emphasized in different countries? Some in insights would enhance our appreciation of international freestyle so it, there are like some commonalities with a lot of the different nations i think iran has the most like prototypical underhook. identifiable style yes. like underhook drop your level drive 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 guys shoot go behinds like they have the most systematized like copy paste this guy this guy this guy a lot of them really do it um some uh, the the Russian style is um, probably Ben. You could maybe attempt to describe it, but I think it's a lot more varied and a little tougher to put your finger on. Um, I mean, yeah, they do a lot of things. I would say, obviously, they don't wrestle as hard of a pace as the Americans do. And we talked about the Indians wrestling a hard pace. Uh, I mean, the Russians kind of do it all. They, I mean, maybe a little more of like a underhook, overhook, fireman's carry type of stuff than most Americans would have. But they, they do a little bit of everything. Yeah. I would say Russia's Russia has a real – there's not an area where they just don't have pretty strong competence. Like Correct. there's not except cardio. Except the cardio position, which <laughs> it, it's the easiest position of them all, frankly. It's not like they all have terrible cardio. Uh, Kind of across the board. I mean, it's not like as bad as Musakaya, for yeah. example. But it's not which, as detrimental for all of them, but it's, it's not a strength. Yeah, so yes. Which Russian would you say this guy wins matches on cardio? I think Abbas Ghazi wrestles a really, really hard pace. He wrestles a hard pace. He doesn't win on cardio. He's he just, just he normally, better. He just pins dudes. <laughs> um, some people would say Rashidov. Um, I was going to say Rashidov. When I, when I watch him really? wrestle, he doesn't You go have won his matches late. I feel like Rashidov doesn't, doesn't get tired because he doesn't wrestle a hard pace i feel like he he just he because of his skill set he's able to keep matches slower i think chakayev is a crazy person he wrestles really really hard he's super underhooky guy as i recall 
Um, man, I don't even want to say it, but freaking Sitikov. Um, Sitikov would be a, yeah, beat our boy late play. twice. You go yeah. have Great his sadness. Olympic run was came clutch late. He doesn't yeah, really like wrestle like super hard. I feel like Gilman got him tired though. So I feel like coming up clutch late mm-hmm. doesn't always indicate cardio because some other things could be going on. But um, yeah, yeah, I'll they definitely don't win because of their pace. But it's not like yeah. they super gas and lose. Most of them, some yeah. of them, obviously, sure. Clutch, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Russia's. I mean, Mongolians have a very like upper body kind of style they're like really good with throws and upper body holds mm, yeah they love that um well that you know one of the things that a lot of americans don't also recognize um and this you know one of the complaints about folk styles they say other countries only wrestle freestyle and greco and that's it's simply untrue um uh a lot of other countries have like i don't know if you want to call it a folk style but like uh, a national style of wrestling mm-hmm. i went to uh um uh, where the hell did one championship take? I don't know, somewhere in Central Asia. And they're like, hey, come see our national wrestling. Come see. And they were like, kind of like similar. Uh, and then obviously, Mongolia's got the diaper wrestling, which is really tremendous. Belt. I think they, be, I think they call it belt, <laughs> belt wrestling. wrestling. It's not diaper, it's a belt. <laughs> but it's like a sumo belt. So it kind of looks yeah. like a diaper, and you can grab it and throw people with it. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think of. <laughs> Christian's other... not impressed with the, the diaper wrestling. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm. I was actually, as you were talking about that, I was trying to think about that. It's like Cuba style. Um, like, how would you, how more would you describe that? More athletic. Yeah, dynamic. Sure. Big throws, strong. Yeah, they're kind of they're sort of good from everywhere too. There's not a lot of holes in their game. But I would say Chess they're wraps. more defensive. <laughs> yeah, right. More defensive, they're they're more sure. defensive counter. Um, trying to think of other like Kozak. Yeah. Cozy, oh man, I, I Japan. You know what, Japan the, puts on a pace. This, yeah, Japan only has small good guys. If once you get above like one sixty, they suck. They just don't have big people. Yeah, uh, they don't. And then they, they go do sumo. <laughs> they only train the little guys. Uh, Kozak's a Russian plant. I knew it. I knew it. I've known yeah. this for a long time. Um, number ones all have great cardio, according to Kozak. Wait, is my volume out? No, not for me. Oh, you hear me. Oh yeah, yeah, Russia. He said all the Russian number ones have great cardio. He's a mm. plant. Get rid of him. Send him back to Russia. You fired, hired. You would not be good in HR, Ben. You got <laughs> a short leash. He says Sitikov sets an incredible pace. Incredible communist. All right. Um, I've heard him say incredible before. Um, and it's not always incredible. Um. <laughs> Trying to think of other other areas. That's pretty much those are those are the big ones. Japan is like super slick, very technical, very precise in their attacks. It's like mm-hmm. they don't they're not volume attackers really, but their shots they take are like really crisp and clean. Very good re very good reattacks. Yep. Um one of my it's probably one of my favorite styles of, of any nation is probably the Japanese. They're really good. So that's a good question. Good question. And I don't know how you would describe the American style. It's very varied. You can't really put put Americans in a box. What is the all-time Kale roster, and how would each individual have done uh, at the 22 NCAA championships? I don't Just know. Takes homework. I feel uh, we've done this like seven. I've times. got the Kale roster though. This is it. Okay, well, <laughs> we have done this. In fact, it's infallible. But that was before a lot of things happened. But um. To me, it's we did this like last week. 
Um, the <laughs> ultimate, definitely no, did. I don't think we did. That's not true. What we talked? We talked about um. Uh, what was it? It was. I mean, it was the Penn State guys competing against each other. How we did? We did twenty twenty two versus no, twenty thirteen. Twenty twenty two national champs. Versus yeah, 2013 but, or something. But the like all-time that. kale roster. Of... Here it is. Here's his best team. All right, just do it. Just do and it. You can't beat Go. it. So be quiet. Nico Roman. You could argue Soriano. No, you can't. You could <laughs> no. Stop, right there. <laughs> no. True freshman. He was there one year. No. Yeah. No. Um. He was under kale, and, and we never know what he could have done that year. Nico beat Gilman. Yeah, Nico. I'm taking. So Nico. did a bunch of other people at NCAs. A bunch of other people. He had three Jay, total Jay, losses. Jay, 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 a bunch of other people. Christian. Calm down. He's trolling you. <laughs> okay. Um, Nico, RBY, Nick Lee, Zane, Nolf, David, Ed, Bo, Quentin, Kassar. It's a pretty good team. Wow. I think, no, I got a better team. You're wrong. Uh, wrong. You move Bo to 97. Take your boy Quentin out because I know you love Quentin. That's why you put him in there. Aaron Brooks. Uh, at 84 Ooh, or if you don't like yeah. that you take Aaron Brooks out you move Ruth to 84 which might be better Ruth junior year and then you put Staraki in at 74 did it just say Kale or did it say Kale Penn State um, it just said Kale so you could have Varner in Varner there. yeah Varner at 87 Andrew Long at 25 stop why do you hate Nico <laughs> Nico hater you know what you're going to see him in Vegas, and I hope he's one of those paranoid guys that thinks everyone's out to get him because he's going to take <laughs> no. you out. Take him out. Whoop his butt. Nico is actually a really nice guy. Don't think he would Great do guy. Very nice guy. Um, okay. It's good to see him back. I would like to see the all-time Gable roster. That would be fun. Yeah, I just – I don't know. Um... Off the top of my head, to put all the guys in weights would be tough for me. This Barry is more... Davis, Brands, Brands, Ironside. Okay, you're right. I think Ironside was smaller, right? Yeah, that's right. He was him and Tom would have been about the same, right? Oh, Maybe well, McElravey or Steiner. They both or live somewhere. in the same. They can wrestle each other. McElravey's in there. Joe Williams yep. is in there. Um, Probably the Bannocks. Ed and Lou Bannock. No Royce Alger. Gotta get Royce. Nah, in he there. got beat off the team. Sorry, Royce. No, um, probably Royce. Who's the know. best heavyweight? Is it Bannock? One of the one of the Bannocks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's only an Olympic champion. He only won the Olympics. I guess that that's the criteria to be on the show. W- Wicked Scepter wants to know why Ben was making weird faces at the end of yesterday's FRL. I thought he had a stroke for a second. I don't know what you were doing. I don't remember. Sometimes at the end of the show when we're off, I just start making faces at you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Attention. Oh, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Yeah, what? <laughs> well, you're just being goofy? That's yeah. funny. <laughs> oh, weird guy! Like your, like your Dana Carvey church lady face from Saturday Night Live. Oh, isn't that special? <laughs> All right. Is there depending on Spencer's recovery? Is there any possibility he redshirts next year as well? Um, I can't imagine. Can't imagine that's remotely what he wants to happen. If he has some horrible setback, I think you know he still has the redshirt available to him. And then he Olympics the year after that. Oh. Then he comes back. <laughs> I don't no. think Spencer's not going to want to do that. But, yeah, you never know. Um, ooh, one question on the, the all-kale roster. Would you rather have Zabriskie there than Kassar? No. 
I I think Zabriskie was very good, but the Gable Trump card. Yeah, Kassar beat Gable twice. Twice. Two times on two different occasions. Two and zero. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good Trump card there. All right, Zabriskie. People forget about Zabriskie though. You forget about him. I would never. Very good. Very slick. It would have been an interesting matchup because he was a a smaller heavyweight. He was smaller. Very what do you think he weighs? Goes to double. Goes to double overtime, guys. A lot of it probably does go to overtime. Dave Zabriskie loved double overtime. He loved it. He loved beating Mark Ellis too. <laughs> he did it so many cool. times. I'm gonna off. I'm gonna get off the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just true. It was just one of those weird things. That's I remember being like, "Why can't he beat? Why can't Mark Ellis beat him?" I kind of thought like, I always yeah. thought Ellis was kind of better, but he just could never beat him. I was like, "Well, he's clearly not better." I thought he was. Who did Ellis? Ellis won a national title by beating kid from Duke, right? Conrad Dudziak. Dudziak. Okay. Dave Zabriskie. Yep. Yep. And that's probably, that's a long time ago already. Mm-hmm. 2009. That was the uh, Caldwell Metcalf extravaganza. Man. That was a wild one. That was my first NCAs I intended, attended in person. That was, that was totally insane. 2011 was my first one. Oh, Rose. really? Philly. Yeah, in Philly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bubba, Bubba pinning Taylor. Robles beating McDonough. Oh my gosh, that was a uh, wild NCAA's. That was a, that was great. Dake Molinero. Yeah. Yep. Jordan Oliver won a national title that year, I believe. Was it Hockstrasser? Maybe Hock I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Beat Hockstrasser. Jo Love beating Boise State in the NCAA. Wait, finals. no, that can't be the same year because you guys said it, it is the same Oliver year. over Hawkstrasser, and you said Dake over Molinaro, and those both happened at one forty nine. So it's impossible that they're the no, same year. No, no, you're you're wrong. It was at one. Oliver was one thirty three, right? Yeah, and then he beat Jason Oliver Chamberlain. Over Hawkstrasser? At, Chamberlain, I, I just oh. said he beat two Boise State guys. At, yeah. Uh, yep. Oh yeah, you're right. Damn it, I'm wrong. It's okay. What was Oliver as a freshman? Was he fifth or third? I think he got fourth. Um, fourth, fourth, okay. You're right. Yes, he got, he Gomez destroyed Ness. him, I think, for third place. Um, yeah. He okay. almost beat Ness in the semi. It was a crazy Very multiple overtime match. And then Ness won and then the Dennis thing. And then he okay. beat, I think, J.O. beat Gray and then got, I, I think Gomez like might have majored him. Um, I'll look it up. I remember that vaguely. Let's see, but yeah, very. I think good. 2011. It was. Uh, come on, Shane. Lehigh's heavyweight beat the kid from America. Zach, Zach Ray. Ray beat Flores. Yeah, Zach Ray. Zach Ray. That was a weird match. Because Flores was like hurt or something at the at that the was, end. That was so weird. Yeah. That was really weird. He kind of yeah. I don't even want to say. Um, yeah. So Oliver beat Mitchiff, and then 8-0 Gomez over Jo mm. for third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I'm assuming there. that's the only time Oliver got shut out in a match. Um, probably. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Gomez was a beast. How about 33 was so good this year? Mm-hmm. Ness, a national champ. Gomez, a national champ. Dennis Dennis beat Gomez multiple times that year. J.O. would go on to be a national champ. Tyler Graff, one of the better guys to not be a national champ. Yeah. Novotchkov would be an NCAA finalist. People forget um, how good Dan Mitchiff was. Dan Mitchiff was really freaking good for Kent State. Okay. On uh, on the Dan Mitchiff note, I think we call it a show. 
you know it's how we always no voicemails show this show was a disaster oh. i was great from jump we were all over the place oh we did we did have some voicemails i forgot about the voice oh you um, can't call a show and then bring the show back you can, yeah but I you can. call it dead um man which what jd you know these which ones were the best let's get to a couple uh let me look here um Mike Shashevsky keeps asking I know. questions. We can get to his. It's kind of funny. It's about the U.S. Open. All right, let's do that one. Coach K, Mike Shashevsky has a question. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Coach K, here. I got a U.S. Open question for the whole crew. Uh, do you think that having a person sitting out to final X affects the number, like increases or decreases the number of roofers who enter a given uh, U.S. Open weight? Like, for example, with James Green no longer sitting out to final X, <laughs> at 70 kilograms having nobody in final X, do we have more roofers there or less roofers there than versus like 74 where you got Cal Dake sitting out on the show? Coach K. So here's my roofer thought. Um, I think these the roofers, these are, you know, I'm not going to cast a, a lot, you know, make a broad statement. But a lot of these people are completely delusional about how good they are at wrestling, right? And they, they really think they're about to make a run. And so. No, really? Remove- I think they just want to go wrestle someone with a big name and say, I wrestle Kyle Dake. I don't know. I they, don't think they're that delusional, Chris. I haven't talked I to enough. So. I think I, it's an even split. I know one pretty well, and he really thinks like if the weights were different and things were a little different, he Stop. could make a run. Who? Name, put not, his name on this show. I'm not going to do that. Put his name on the show. I'm not going to do that. No. Um, put his name on the show because I'm going to call him and tell him, bro, you suck. Like, just go have fun and wrestle an old time. Crushing dreams, Ben. Yeah, dream crusher, Ben. Um, but it's so easy to see. There's wrestling. You can do matches. You know whether you suck or not. So if you suck, I'm going to tell you, you suck. Go Masters Division. Yeah, Is that really... this weekend, too, the Masters? Yes. Shane, yes. enter. Come on. Yes. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so um, I, I think uh, I think we'll probably see the same number. But my joking answer is that without the final X incentive, a lot of the roofers, you know, maybe they're like, well, I'll just, I'll, you know. But they got to qualify for I'll the trials. I'll just skip the trials? The roofers are thinking I'll just skip the trials? Yeah, that's the thing. They need to go. If they're going to make the team and make a run, they got to get into trials. So Where honestly, did the name roofers originate? I just started calling them roofers um, after I just would watch Jordan Burroughs and all these amazing oh, wrestlers gosh. end up with – I'm like, what is this dude doing? What are you doing here? Like Miles Martin at the Olympic <laughs> Trials Qualifier. I'm like, what? It just it just blew my mind that these guys are entering these tournaments against the, the best of the best. Um it's, it's wild. There's there's something <laughs> something going on there. Oh man. Um. So I think we'll see. We might see more roofers. That is my conclusion for for this year. Um. Um. One more question. I don't exactly remember what uh, Coach Jones' um questions were, but I remember they were pretty good ones. <laughs> oh, so let's, let's hit Coach Jones. Hey guys, this is Coach Jones from Kansas here. I have two questions. Specifically for Ben Funky Asker himself. Question number Uh-oh. one. Would it be irrational to say that the most prolific cradler I know from the University of Missouri is not Ben Askren. It's Daniel Lewis. Secondly, Ben, as a big gas tank guy, who do you remember wrestling, whether it's in the room or in competition, who got you the most tired consistently and really pushed you to be your best? Thank you. Oh, good stuff. Um, Daniel Lewis had a great cradle statistically. I don't think he can <laughs> match up with me. Um, 
you know, let's see how many pins he had because they were mostly cradles and I had uh, uh, other moves I like to do, but he was a very good cradler. Did pin Zaid Valencia with the cradle. That's uh, a good trump card. Dang. How do I see the damn number of pins exactly on WrestleStat? Anyone? I think you got to count them up. I got to yeah, count you them. Can, I you can Command F fall. Um, that's what I do. Okay. Anyway, see it a lot. Uh, I can do it. Cardio, man. I can't. I can't say I had anyone ever wear me out. Um, oh my gosh. But ne- I've never been worn out. I, I wear people out. Um, Brian Smith, I, when it made you run. Max was, uh, yeah, I mean, when they made me run stadium, that wore me out. <laughs> that sucked. Um, in, in wrestling sense, uh, Max was always really hard to get tired because, you know, he did a lot of things stylistically similar and obviously has the same uh, genes. And so he was hard to, like, get super tired. I could never, like, I could never get him to the point where I was, like, just winning easy because they were so tired where that would happen against a really, really high amount of people where they would just get so tired that I would just, everything was starting to be really easy. I know obviously wrestling match. I never got Pendleton. I, I was, he got tired, but he never got tired to the point where it affected his skill level. Unfortunately, I'm counting 67 falls for Daniel Lewis. Really? That's a lot. That's a lot. And they were probably iced a lot of dudes. Maybe. Yeah. 67. Mm -hmm. You counted that? No, I did command F fall. And then they, all the it's there's 71 instances of fall, and then I counted the ones that were losses, which was four. What's, what's he doing now, Daniel Lewis? Uh, he, was he was like an engineer. Well, he got his jet, yeah, graduate degree in engineering, and then he's like he crazy went. smart. Yeah, smart yeah, he dude. was a beast on top, man. Yeah, I would say his oh. cradles were, it was a little different. He was like his setups were like pretty. I don't want to say one-dimensional, but he kind of did the same thing. Oh, he yeah. like trapped the near leg, do the same thing, and then take you over, whereas Ben yeah, was a little yeah. more. Kozak's coming for your neck in the chat, Ben. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> what did he say? Sargush got Ben Kozak. pretty tired. He said Sargush got Ben tired. <laughs> he didn't oh. get me tired. Are you kidding me? We only got to wrestle for four minutes because those dumbass rule set. Listen, I don't want – I hate doing what-ifs. Bro, um, in four minutes – I made not there not Sargush, unfortunately. I made like three other Russians just fall over in four minutes. Man, if you would have given me six minutes against some Russians, uh, they probably would have had a cardiac arrest. <laughs> the one, the one was good. The one got a, a world bronze a couple of times. I made this dude just he actually it wasn't four minutes because he would always beat me in the first period. Second period, I gas his ass out. In third period, he would just flop, and I, I pinned him like three times. <laughs> I don't remember what his name. He ended up wrestling for Uzbekistan. He took a world bronze. Oh, Kozak. Right. I remember you, when you've talked about this guy before. What was his name? Yeah, every time. I pinned him three times in the third period. He beat me in the first. I'd get him so tired in the second, third one, he would just roll over. So like four and a half, four minutes, 45 seconds, somewhere in there, he'd roll over. Yeah. He never made it, he never made it the distance. You yeah. would have given me six minutes against some Russians. They would have the cardiac arrest. They would have been bringing that cold spray, the ventilators. They would have been bringing everything. <laughs> Rick Wasmer says the bricklayers are the real sleepers. I agree. There you go. They got the good grip. Yeah, they got the yep. good grip. Those are the real working class guys. Very strong. Um, I would say uh, I, I remember, Ben, you complained that Sargush pulled your hair. That was funny. He did pull my hair out. So I always do that whenever one of my guys uh, – uh, is either close to or making the world team. I, I get them ready for the Russians. I do the hair pull single leg. It's good. Ooh, good setup. <laughs> but Sargush was like all time dirty. Like yeah. he did it to everybody, not just me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
What a legend. Uh, so he did the singlet, singlet pull single. Very good. That's a very good setup. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I remember when he pulled it all the way over Gudarzi's head, and then he had both yeah. straps on the same side like a <laughs> like a carnival wrestler guy. All right. Uh, Bradley McCarter uh, is giving a shout-out to Ashton Primus in the chat. Brad well. McCarter, yeah, I love Brad McCarter. He, he's a awesome dude. He wrestled at Mizzou for, I don't know, a year or two. I don't remember how long he made what it. What about Ashton um, Primus? Well, Ashton Primus was his, I think, Primus, his roommate. Ashton Primus had, he had 20 pins uh, as a freshman, unfortunately. Just more pins than um, Ben in 2007. No, that's just not true because I had 29. But he had 20. He was very good as a freshman. And uh, unfortunately, I think he was burned out. and he, just, he didn't make it. I think he only made it one year, year and a half, something like that. Then, yeah, I remember that name, but... Not yeah. what, what happened. Very afterwards. elite cradler uh, on top, and yeah, yeah. No, he he uh, he showed some really good promise, but uh, never, yeah, just couldn't do it. Unfortunately. Cool. All right. Well, it's Wednesday. We thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. More comprehensive. I'll be by. The, I'm gonna be sitting breakdown. by the pool talking to you guys in Vegas. Oh boy, what a flex. first sniff run at Disney. I'll try. I'll try. I'll be. I'm going to try not to be on my phone a bunch, but I already know what's going to happen. I already know. I've seen this movie. Ruin the family vacation. No, I won't. No, we're going to have fun. Dang it. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. U.S. Open Breakdown. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shane, Ben, JD. See you tomorrow. Goodbye.